Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 655, recorded live on Saturday, October 17th, 2020. And here are your hosts, the man who's going to be asked a question here in a second, Dave Pillay. Hi. And the man who's going to be doing the asking, Andy Lowe. Hi. Centering myself. <laughs> yes. You have a question for me, my son. Yeah, what are you doing for Halloween? Probably nothing. I expect that I'm going to be, like, pulled up in the house, lights off. Um, I'm not planning on, on putting candy out. I feel doing so in almost any way uh, is encouraging an entirely irresponsible behavior right now. And I say this knowing that I have good friends whose opinions and values I trust and, and and in the most part agree with um, who are doing Halloween like they are they they're trying to do it safely. They're going to be like they have pre made little bags that they'll be able to hand out and they're going to like they have a shoot planned where the kids don't need to come all the way up to the door. They just like put the candy in the shoot and it goes down to the kid. But like encouraging people to go out and go door to door, knowing that. People aren't going to be doing it safely in certain areas. Like, I think that's a really bad idea. Yeah, no, I think I haven't discussed this with Kate yet, but I'm yeah, certainly just yeah, just lights off. Yeah, chill at home. It's like it sucks. I know it sucks. It's on a weekend this year, so like, there's that, and kids get really excited about it. Um, it's like. <laughs> a full moon that night which is really cool because it's the, it's like the the first full moon on a saturday night halloween in a hundred years and like great cool don't go trick-or-treating that's that's my take on it so what am i doing for halloween probably hanging out at home playing video games eating candy, but not dealing with trick-or-treaters. What are you doing for Halloween? You don't know. You just said. Yeah, I'm, I have a feeling nothing, though. And I'm also trying are, to figure out if I want to dress up if I want to dress up on Friday or not. Yeah. So I have heard of, like, people who are doing, who have kids, who are doing, like, a special Halloween in the house. Like, kind of an Easter-ish vibe to it, where they're hiding candy around the house, or they're having, like, a trick-or-treat experience, where the kid will get to go, like, door-to-door in the house and knock on it, and, like, you know, where the parents will be behind it and be like, oh, and what are you this year? But, like, I don't have kids. I don't worry about that. Yeah, no, I I think Isaac doesn't really, you know, (laughs) still young enough to not understand he doesn't know that it's it's like this date. Yeah, well, I think we can get away with it this year. Next year, hopefully not. Um, Next year, hopefully, won't be an issue. Mm-hmm. Right, a yes. full year from now, hopefully, there's a vaccine. There's mass distribution of said vaccine so that people are actually immune to this thing. God forbid it starts to mutate. Hey, there's already been people who uh, five cases so far in the world who have had reinfections. Infected twice. Yep. Yeah. That is scary. Like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. You mean this thing can come back? Well, Dave, you know, in two weeks is a Saturday. We normally record on Saturdays. Oh, we get to record on Halloween. Yep. That's awesome. So there is that. A spooky episode. <laughs> I 
think yeah, we, so I guess that's what I'm doing on Halloween. I think, have we recorded on Halloween before? I swear we have. We must have. We must have. Come on. But that would have been in the morning, right? Because we always record in the morning. Yeah. We Until recently, when, you know, certain life events pushed us from recording at our normal time, uh, we haven't done a nighttime recording in years. Yep. Because we're getting old. I mean, yes, but no. How old do you feel, Andy? I'm not Do you sure. feel like you should be in your mid-30s? I don't know. I don't feel like I'm in my 30s, and maybe, like, a lack of kids contributes to that, but, like, I still feel like I'm in my 20s. Definitely do not feel like I'm in my 20s. Yeah. I feel like I could quite easily fall back to a lot of the patterns I had in my 20s of, like, yeah, I'll sleep until noon, I'll stay up till four in the morning. I... I... I normally, um, I think I'm normally like, I, I want to be actually up by like nine 30 normally. Yeah, no, no, that's not me. Nope. Nine 30. Nope. Granted right now it's just kind of like, Oh, Isaac's up. All right. <laughs> yep. That's Isaac's up. You're up. Yep. Granted, he's only a nope. couple of steps away from being self-sufficient in the morning. Ooh, well that's nice. Yeah. If we left the TV on and, um, I think if we left the TV on, we left had the tablet somehow already on YouTube, he might be <laughs> yeah. self-sufficient. Okay. Because he can go down the stairs by himself. We'd have to leave the gate open too, so he, we'd have, we, he can yeah. he can open doors. Um, that was a that was a surprise the first time he did that on his own. In in my head, I'm just replaying Jurassic Park. You're like, so oh, they oh, to, they know how to open doors. Shoot! Well, crap. <laughs> Um, so he can, he can open doors. He can open doors. He can go down the stairs. He can get out the cereal containers that we have. Cause we have plastic containers with, you know, the, the rubber seal lids for the cereals. So he could get himself some cereal. He, he can't reach the bowls yet, but if there might be, yeah. if there was like a bowl out, maybe he takes the bowl and they can give himself some cereal. He knows how to operate the tablet with YouTube. He doesn't know how to search for stuff yet, but he could, you know, just go, you know, scroll through YouTube's you know, main log. And then, you know, there's always the other suggested videos under the comments. Yep. That's also true. We could just actually make him a playlist. Then he could kind of be off to the races for a bit with that. Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, pretty much. Except these things are about phonics and counting and animals and such. Oh, nice. Saturday morning educational cartoons. Yeah, pretty much. Not just like Bugs Bunny shooting Daffy Duck. Nope, Dave. Here's a question for you. How many types of giraffes are there? And did you know that there are more than one type of giraffe? I, well, I as soon as you asked the question, I had to question my own understanding. I I suppose I mean, there are multiple type of horse, so I presume there are multiple type of giraffe, but how many types? Mm -hmm. I mean, giraffes are predominantly African, which is yes. a huge continent. Yes. Um, I don't know. I'll ballpark guess five. Uh, actually, nine. There are currently nine. Nine types of giraffe. Nine distinct types. Yes. Now, here's my question. Can those nine interbreed? Um, well, there's some debate right now if it's nine separate species of giraffe or if it's one giraffe species with nine subspecies. Because, like... If you look at a Siberian Husky and a Chihuahua, you're going to be like, those are different species, but they're not. 
So, giraffes appear yeah. to have selected. How many types of giraffes are there? Nine. I don't know. Evidently, they've categorized nine. Yep. Are they actually nine different ones? Uh, a study of genetics suggests that there mm. are technically um, uh, six. Okay, the study deduced that giraffes from these populations are reproductively isolated and rarely interbreed, There are, though there are no natural obstacles blocking their mutual access. Blocking their mutual access, really. That's how you're labeling mm-hmm. that one. Okay. <laughs> they, have, they have different patterns of giraffe print. And they Interesting. Appear, they appear to select mates of the same coat type. Hmm. I still want to know if they can interbreed. Like, that is a very important... I feel like that's a really easy to figure out, too. Like, we have zoos with well, giraffes. That's, that's what it says, is they can, they can interbreed. They rarely interbreed, but they can. Mainly because they like... Picking giraffes that have the same that coat pattern like them. as them. Yeah, are giraffes racist? <laughs> oh man, you don't want them. Those are the ones with the hexagonal spots. No one likes to pay attention to them. Man, those West African giraffes and those reticulated giraffes. Mm-mm. <laughs> I hear they're a bunch of bad hombres. Yeah, those those South African giraffes. Those are, they are the ones that. Um, Do you know um, there is a giraffe? in madison and now i want i want to know what type of giraffe it is yeah you should find out what type of giraffe there are henry let's zoo giraffes we have a reticulated giraffe okay there you go yes that is the same one that we have here in michigan reticulated giraffes are the world's tallest mammal now here's the question is can you feed that giraffe i believe so it actually just had a calf Oh, God, that had to be like four years ago now. Never mind. It probably didn't just have one. Oh, that's unfortunate, though. Female giraffes have a gestational period of... It's something long. I remember that. 15 months. Yep, there it is. At birth, giraffe calves are six and a half feet tall and weigh 110 pounds. Giraffes are messed up, man. They have the same number of vertebrae in its neck as a human. There are only seven bones in the neck. That I knew. That I knew. Uh, And each one is just really big. Yep. Giraffa camelopardalis reticulate. Yeah, the Detroit Zoo won't tell me which, which subspecies it is. It just says, hey, it's a giraffe. Tisk, tisk, tisk. So welcome to Animal Talk here on Random Access Podcast. Yep. What other animals do we have at the zoo? What what other animals can I tell you about, Andy? <laughs> we have an alligator snapping turtle. Uh, we, have a, we have a badger. We have a giant tortoise, African painted dogs, a couple of lions, a couple of monkeys. Yep. Snow so leopard. No, we have a snow leopard, though. Snow leopard is pretty cool. We have a tiger. Well, which kind of tiger? I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I got to get there. Where's the friggin' tiger? Wait, no, where's the tiger? Uh, uh, animal class, mammal. Aardvark, African lion, American badger, an Amur tiger, Panthera tigris. Okay. Yeah, because we, 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 we started carrying tigers baseball and lions football in Battle Creek. And so yeah. my suggestion was, you know, trying to get the zoo to sponsor it and be like, hey, if you want to actually see some exciting lions and tigers, come to the zoo. <laughs> If you want to see a tiger that can actually catch a ball. <laughs> oh, 
Uh, Amur tigers, also called Siberian tigers, are the world's largest cats. Uh, this tiger is can leap up to 33 feet. Damn! One tiger will eat 20 to 60 pounds of meat in a meal. Yeah, was it was that a lion or a tiger that they... There was that, that, um, that steakhouse down in Texas that has a contest for you to try and yeah. eat, like some massive steak. I mean... I, I hope it's not eating 20 pounds of steak. The 72-ounce sure steak. Okay, 72 ounces is 6 pounds. Yeah. Now, that is a lot, but, like, that is not 20 pounds. No, no, no. But there's a 72-ounce steak, roll with yep. butter, uh, salad, baked okay. potato, and shrimp cocktail. And you have to eat all of it or just the steak? The entire meal must be completed in one hour. No effing way. Yes. Before the time starts, we will be allowed to cut into the steak and take one bite. If the steak tastes good and is cooked to your satisfaction, we will start the time... Upon your acceptable approval, the time will not stop, and the contest is on. So make sure you make so make sure before you say yes. Once you have started, you are not allowed to stand up, leave your table, or have anyone else touch the meal because they don't want you to like throw it up and then come back and eat more. Yeah, should you become ill, the contest is over. You lose. <laughs> well, at least they let you look at the steak first and be like, "Oh, that's too you know that's that's an acceptable doneness for me." But um, the zoo down there, I, I have to find if the unofficial um, record holder is, uh, uh, I think it was a tiger or a lion. Oh, because they, they just put the meal in front of the tiger and said, like, go. <laughs> and the tiger basically just ate it. Yeah. I mean, six pounds is probably still hungry, right? Yep. Amarillo Zoo Lion holds record for eating big Texan 72-ounce steak. In, <laughs> like, three bites. I didn't know that we had a Siberian tiger. I guess it makes sense that we have a Siberian tiger because, like, some of those South African and and uh, South Asian tigers, like, there's no way they would survive the winter. Yep, the the record is now eighty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> That's really not cool, but also is amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at this face. Look at this tiger face. Where did you go? There you are. Look at that face. Oh, that's not the tiger we have. No, this is the tiger we have. I see. Yeah. Anyway, uh, how did we get here? Animal facts goes back to Isaac. Yep. Being self-sufficient in the morning. Okay. Yes. Because he's goes learning back to Halloween. These, he's he's learning on these videos about different types of tigers and giraffes, and he wants me to call his teddy bear a polar bear now. And then his giraffe is a reticulated is, giraffe. His is dog it a polar bear. His well, it's it's just a, it's just a light brown teddy bear, but it's very it's very beige. But to him, to him, it's a polar bear. Yes. Okay. And his black dog is now an African painted dog. <laughs> His cat is still just a cat, though. <laughs> it's, it's a cat. We haven't, we haven't learned the different cats. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the dinosaur is now a triceratops. Because so. it is, I presume. Yes, it is a triceratops. Okay. We have a polar bear at the zoo here. Yeah, the Detroit Zoo had a polar bear exhibit. Whole long tunnel, you got to see seals and other Arctic animals and everything, and then you get to the end, it's like, polar bear! And it's just like, where's the polar bear? What do you I mean? Where's the polar bear? I don't. I don't see the polar bear. No, oh, you should come. He was. Here he was not on display bear. at the time. Oh, I mean, polar bear gotta like do what polar bear gonna do. I know, but it's still. It was kind of hilarious to go through this whole long like trail, and at the end, it's like, oh, there's no polar. To bear. get to the polar bear, no polar bear, no polar bear. Mm. 
There were lots of underwater tunnels, though, so we got to, you know, walk at all the, the seals and sea lions and everything. Oh, sweet. We have a river otter or sea otter exhibit. One of them. I don't remember which. Although it's just crazy that, like, Madison has a free zoo with this wide range of animals, given that Madison is a city of, like, 300,000. Hey, that brings up a good question. Uh, how long after the census do the census results come in? Next year. Normally, if I remember correctly, the Census Bureau has to give the data to Congress by the end of the year. So by the end of 2020? Uh, Yes, December 21st, 2010, the Census Bureau announces the 2010 population counts and delivers the apartment accounts to the president. So, um, yeah, I do believe they have at the end of the year is when the, the data is given to the president and then he, you know, informs Congress and then the reappropriation of all the seats and everything happen. Yeah. <clears throat> Which usually sucks pretty hard. Yeah, we're probably going to lose another seat. Oh, no. Well, you're probably going to lose one, too. Less important. Yeah, probably. California is probably going to hemorrhage seats. Population projection by states. No, I don't need 2017 projection. T- well, technically, that's actually right, yeah. Those those are going to be better than 2010. Mm-hmm. Projected 2024 electoral map based on new census population data. Yep, Michigan's going to lose a seat. Uh, Wisconsin, supposedly, is actually going to stay the same. That's not actually terribly surprising. Minnesota's going down. Illinois is going down. Michigan's going down. Ohio, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, New York. Who goes up? Uh, Texas, North really? Carolina, Florida, Arizona, Colorado, Oregon, and Montana. Crap. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah, Texas is supposedly going to go up three seats, according That's to crazy. 2019 population estimates. be hilarious if it ends up voting blue this year. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> oh, Rhode Island looks like we they're going to lose a seat. How many seats do they have? Well, according to this, uh, Rhode Island should have a single district for the first time since the original apportionment of the apportionment that preceded the first census in 1790. Okay, but isn't there a minimum of three? Well, yes. Yeah, so they're going to have the two senators and one. Okay, so you, the, I thought the minimum in the House was three, but it's not. It's one plus two senators. Yes. No one lives in Rhode Island anymore. Also, Supposed- it's friggin' tiny. Supposedly, also, this will be the first time California has ever actually lost a congressional seat. I'd believe it. <clears throat> so, yes. Um, speaking of Congress yes. uh, and other federal agencies, um, we've got a topic here that the FCC is now looking at Section 230. I just saw something about that, that uh, Mr. Chairman... Pi would like to clarify Section 230. Now, he doesn't say get rid of it, right? He doesn't say delete it. He just says make it a little easier to understand. What's your take on it, Andy? My guess is this whole thing is because that um, that New York Post article came out and everybody who was an actual journalist was kind of smelling it going, this does not smell right, especially since it's coming from Steve Bannon and Rudy Post. Giuliani and the New York Post. Mm-hmm. And Facebook and Twitter basically shut it down going, I don't know about this. Trump got in a tizzy because this was supposed <laughs> to be their, you know, October surprise. Which which article was this? Was this the Biden thing? Yes. <clears throat> the laptop that was supposedly left at some PC repair place. What? 
Oh yeah. No, that's, that was the thing is the, <laughs> the data that all those things came from supposedly it was, you know, Hunter Biden's laptop or somebody related. That's what they think is because there was a Hunter Biden foundation or something sticker on it. But supposedly, yeah, it was left at some, um, <clears throat> PC repair place and the owner of the the lap you know the owner of the repair store I guess was looking on the hard drive to find out who it belonged to and then saw the information and then made a copy of it and then the FBI wanted it or something I don't know it's it's a very yeah so yeah. so um, Trump right. signed um, they they took it down they yeah they, they they Facebook and Twitter basically blocked all access to you know people retreating it and posting it on Facebook Trump got pissed and then I remember earlier he had posted a um, he had po- he signed an executive order for the FCC to um, examine 230 yes and yep. now after once again getting his knickers in a twist Ajit Pai says now that he is going to open um, rulemaking, open the rulemaking process to clarify the um, Section 230. Yep. Pai began his his three-paragraph statement today by trying to demonstrate a consensus for the change, saying that members of all three branches of the federal government have expressed serious concern about the prevailing interpretations of the immunity set forth in Section 230 of the Communications Act. Oh, really? All three. All three, yes. I, You know, at this point, I'm not sure I would count Congress as a separate branch of government. <laughs> like, I, I feel like if Trump says jump, they jump. They don't even wait to ask how high, they just jump. <laughs> FCC Commissioner Michael O'Reilly... <laughs> Um, stated that the FCC must uphold First Amendment speech protections that apply to corporate entities, especially when they engage in editorial decision-making. So he came out saying he's against redoing Section 230. Trump said? Um, I'm pulling your nomination for another FCC term. (laughs) Aren't the terms five years? I do believe so, yes. So O'Reilly must have been at the end of the five-year. Yes, he Uh, is. Was O'Reilly one of the Republicans? Yes, Okay. I mean, not okay, but... Uh, He was nominated by Barack Obama in 2013. As a Republican member. Yes. So he's going to be the most left-leaning Republican out there. And Trump would like to replace him with someone a bit more conservative. Yes. Jesus Christ, man. This is is just another one of, like, the many little things that is emblematic of the last four years. Yeah, he spoke out against Trump. His re, renomination got pulled. Granted, uh, you know, Brendan Carr, who used to work for Pi, no surprise, vigorously supported Trump's proposal. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. <clears throat> so what's, I mean, this this has almost no impact on you and me. We're, we're too small of fish to fry with this. Well, this, well, we also don't have really any third-party content on our website i mean all of the articles that we post yeah yes but we're you know if somebody comes and posts you know if we have other people come and post in our website then maybe yes but um but this is i mean this is for the big fish right this yes. is going after facebook and twitter and tiktok probably yes yeah, that was actually <laughs> th- th- this first came down after um, TikTok had their whole like you know everybody reserve tickets for the Trump rally in Tulsa and then don't go and then don't go. I saw something about the dueling um, 
town halls, too, that TikTok viewers were trying to inflate Biden's numbers just so that Trump would have bad numbers. Do, do they know how TV ratings work? Uh, they do. Do you know how streaming ratings work? Oh, yes. No, I know that part of it. Yeah. Because I, I don't think they were there for the TV ratings. No, but I do believe Biden's TV ratings beat Trump's by a lot. Yeah. And that includes if you combine NBC, MSNBC, and CNBC. Biden's ABC still beat all of them. And so Trump's claim is, ah, well, that's not including the streaming numbers. And if you include the streamers, there's way more Republicans who watch online than watch the TV. That is that is Trump's stance, that the uh, the Republicans have the the online streaming on lockdown. Anyway, you still there? Yeah, no, I'm just reading Fox News's uh, article about Joe Biden's um, town hall. <sighs> Do we want to move on to a different topic? Um, a, uh, da, 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 da. Also with the FCC. Um, sure. FCC is currently setting up a rural broadband auction. Okay. Um, where this they're is gonna- the stuff where like, Comcast says, oh, we can do it for this amount. And AT&T says, oh, we can do it for that amount. Yes, it's going to be a reverse auction for the Rural Digital Opportunity Fund, which is currently set at $16 billion. Um, 400 ISPs have qualified for the auction, and one of them is SpaceX. Does SpaceX get to count as an ISP? I mean, I guess that's what they do. They, they're they on the list of ISPs due to Starlink. So Okay. Yeah, so um, what this means, though, is the fact so, that SpaceX uh, has proven... What's Musk? They they've technically then have proven that they can get um, latency down to below 100 milliseconds. That's pretty good. I mean, they, they did that in their beta test, right? Yeah. So yeah, so $16 billion available in the auction will be distributed to ISPs over 10 years, paying all the winning bidders a combined up to $1.6 billion a year to deploy broadband in specific areas. And for SpaceX, that is like, yes, we we put a receiver there and we're done. Yes. Right? Because it's just all uplink. Yeah. Satellite operators can use the FCC funding as subsidies, allowing them to charge lower prices in areas that lack modern broadband access. That's pretty badass. I'm still a little nervous about Musk having, you know, like a near monopoly on on space-based telecom but at the same time like yeah that's that's it's about time someone comes up to comcast and says like fuck you that's where i'm approaching it from yeah side note there's a spacex launch uh tomorrow morning and another one i think later this week i think they're doing two two starlink launches this week jesus so when when do we get to move into that beta area that they were talking about i don't know it'd be nice though It'd sure be nice if I could ditch Spectrum, mm-hmm. try out this new newfangled Starlink. Although, ooh, I wonder if that'll make a difference. Do you know what direction? Because it's to the north right now, right? Will it eventually matter where the satellite dish is pointing? Um, I, well, I don't know. <laughs> The sky is still pretty big. The sky is big. I just think I'm putting solar panels on the house, and so I just want to think about where the the dish would have to go. Well, the dish isn't that big. Nope. Um, Okay, so SpaceX is trying to get the, the reverse auction, which is to say get paid by the FCC to put Starlink into rural areas. Mm-hmm. They still got a little ways to go, but like... At the rate they're doing their launches, that little ways probably is not going to take them very long. What's really funny, though, is um, 
Hughes, you know HughesNet. Nope. You heard of, you heard of those? That's they're some of the the higher orbit satellite internet providers. Okay, the um, ones that SpaceX is eating the lunch of. <clears throat> well, will be once Starlink actually gets going, goes live. Yep. So Huge is a traditional satellite provider. Yeah, um, is on the list of qualified bidders, and people are like, "But wait, that those current satellites do not." Um, There's no way to get the under the, 100 the millisecond latency. latency. Yeah. Yeah. Hughes. Not without violating the speed of light. Yeah. Hughes is an investor in OneWeb, which what if you remember OneWeb? hearing about OneWeb, they're currently bankrupt. Oops. <laughs> so Hughes is an investor in OneWeb and said it will use OneWeb's low Earth orbit capacity as part of its bid to get the rural digital opportunity fund money. So Hughes is going to try and bid by saying, hey, this bankrupt company that we're investing in, these guys, these guys over here. They're the ones who will be doing it. Yeah. Okay, but then they have to actually like provide the service, don't they? I don't know. At this point, at that point, I'm just looking at going, hmm. Like what happens when they can't provide the service? Yeah. Well, the the money is only given out, you know, like I said, $1.6 billion per year. So I'm, there's got to be some sort of, hopefully, there's some sort of check of service. Like, I, I certainly hope so. Like, you have to show that you're actually, you know, using the money to roll out actual internet, unlike, you know, Verizon. Right. And see, I, I guess that's kind of the thing, is like... Who's enforcing this? Because I feel like Comcast and Verizon and AT&T should be getting penalized for not fulfilling their agreements. Most of those agreements were, though, on the state level, not the federal level. Uh, the agreements that allowed them to merge as a company was at the federal level. Yes, that's it? true. That is true. I, I believe those were the agreements of, like, you have to provide X amount to rural people, and they are not following up on that. We should move on. Okay. This topic's going nowhere. Um, Dead the topic. F- the, the FAA is um, basically cutting the red tape for commercial rocket launches. Isn't that red tape usually there for, like, safety reasons? For when it comes to space launches, how how much red tape are they cutting? Uh, I don't know, but they're, they they have published a new launch and re-entry rule known as the Streamlined Launch and Re-Entry Licensing Regulation 2. That does not roll off the tongue. No, they call Nor it SL- does its acronym SLR2. The slur 2. <laughs> I, I've spent too much time in photography, so when I hear SLR, I'm immediately going to single lens reflex. The uh, directive advises the secretary. Which secretary? Um, the secretary of... We don't have a secretary of space. Uh, U- United States Secretary of Transportation. Okay, that makes sense. Yep, Secretary of Transportation. Uh, to consider allowing commercial operations to launch and re-enter Earth's atmosphere with just a single license, as opposed to having to get a new license for individual activities. So SpaceX would get a license to launch. Yes, to launch. And then could launch whatever, whenever, wherever. Basically, yeah. Right now, they have to get a new license for every single F9 uh, that they launch every single time. They have but to like, reapply for a new license, even though it could actually have been the same rocket that they launched two months ago, doing the same exact thing that they but did. Don't 
Andy, don't you feel like that's a good thing that they they need a license for every launch? Like, I don't know, man. I feel like that's not unreasonable. This isn't like, oh, I got my license to drive and now I get to go drive wherever. Like, this is a big deal. Does it at least make them recertify for it or reapply for it every year or something? Um, Okay, an individual company can, in essence, negotiate with us when they want the license to begin. It reduces the burden on the individual stakeholder and certainly reduces the burden on government monitoring operations that have little to no impact on public safety. I don't know. I don't feel like it's unreasonable that they have to reapply for every launch. Maybe I don't know what's part of the application process, but I feel like you shouldn't be able to launch something into space without the government's permission. There's a lot of stuff up there. Yes, as we know, as almost two things collided earlier this week. Yeah, I saw that. That was really not good. Um, But like, you know, it's kind of nice to have a a governing body that's like, yes, you can launch on this date. Yes, your flight plan is approved. Four separate regulations, part 415, 417, 431, and 435, were combined into a single performance-based part 450 rule to better accommodate the evolving commercial space transportation industry. I mean, don't you have to find a flight plan for every plane that you fly? Yes, yes you do. Okay, so why is this different? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just in case you're wondering, um, there were three licensed space operations in the year 2011. And there were... (laughs) 33 licensed space operations this year. Well, SpaceX has been busy. Yeah. Let's let's be clear. Most of that is going to be SpaceX. But there were some other launches, right? Like NASA's launched a couple things. Mm-hmm. NASA's launched a couple of things. Um, there was we a Delta a launch also this wow. year. And and Space Force is a thing now. So, like, they probably had a couple launches. But if we're getting to, you know, 30, 50, 100 launches a year. Yeah. Whoa, that's... whoa, whoa. Hang on. 100 launches is still a ways off, sir. We It took us nine years to get up to 30. Mm-hmm. 100 is still a ways off. 100 launches? You're talking about a launch every three and a half days? Part of me wants to do a bet on it, but part of me goes to trying to keep track of this would just be... (laughs) Like, at what point would we get to 100 launches in the year? Yeah. Well, especially if they change the rules so that you only need the one license, it would get even harder to track because we wouldn't know how many launches there were because you don't need to register each one of them. Look, do you or, want me to try again, and go through? I could through? be misunderstanding, right? Like a pilot doesn't need to reapply for their flight license for every flight. They just have to file a flight plan. And if that's how this is, is turning. Well, like, Dave, Dave, are you going to be busy on November 4th through the 6th? Of this year? Yes. Probably. I don't know. I've got my work schedule over here. Hang on. <laughs> Because the November. FAA is hosting a virtual Part 450 workshop on those days. Four through the sixth, I'm busy. Okay. I, I got a thing for work that's, like, really busy. Also, November 3rd is election, so November 4th through the 6th, I might be looking at, like, how to immigrate to New Zealand. <laughs> We'll find out. Or, actually, I won't, because we won't know how the election turned out, right? Like, that's the yeah. whole thing, is we have no idea. Yeah, that was part of our thing. We were, we, had, we had just done our, our second political debate at the station. Yep. And, you know, we're sitting there just, like, talking about, like, well, what are we doing for election night coverage? Probably not much. <laughs> and our news director was like, 
I'm just going to go to bed. Yeah. You know, like, because she, she did the, the midterms and even that and during the, um, well, no, the midterms were still pre, it was the, um, primaries, the primaries. Yeah. She was doing the primaries and she's like, we posted data. And then two hours later, they all flipped because of all the absentee ballots that came in. It's just like, don't bother. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I, I don't even want to bother until, you know, we get to, you know, 75, 80% total reported. Yep. Oh, but Andy, we we gotta know by election night who's going to win. Isn't isn't that a thing that people yeah. are saying? Mm-hmm. Just in case you were wondering, um, according to the FAA website, yeah. there are operational information: three hundred and sixty licensed launches this year, twenty two licensed reentries, twelve spaceport operator licenses. 46 experimental launches, seven active safety approvals, and 24 active launch licenses are currently out there right now. I, okay. So. That's cool, question mark? Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to read. Trying to read something. About the F, you know, there's a, there's a fact about the... (laughs) About the FAA thing here, but I'm reading here. In the final rule, an operator needs not comply with the ground safety requirements contained in section 450.181, coordination with a site operator through 450.189, ground safety prescribed hazard controls. Oh my controls. god, stop. If the conditions stop. in 450.179B are met. Oh my god. This is what I'm trying to read right now, and it it's too... <laughs> it's it's too, the worst legalese imaginable. It's... It's too early for this. Isn't it like almost one o'clock there? Mm-hmm. Too early or too late or both? Just a, It's just both. <laughs> it's just, this is not the right mental state for parsing that sort of language. Yep. When is? Like, I don't, geez. I don't know. When I, uh, 10 o'clock after I've had a chance to sit down in front of my computer for an hour and get, ingest all of my coffee. <laughs> so AM. Yes. I've got that mid-morning buzz going on. You know, I haven't hit that midday slump yet. I'm still, you know. Do you, what, what is your most productive time, Andy? If left to your own devices and you didn't have to worry about things like kids. It's normally around 10 to 11 to noon. Okay. See, that's very different than me. Because after I, lunch, it, it's, you know, you kind of got to like try and like kickstart yourself back into doing things again. But then also you hit that midday slump around three. And by the time like, you know, four o'clock rolls around, it's like, oh my gosh, it's almost five. What can I get done in the next hour? And then five o'clock see, hits and then it's boom, gone. My most like productive time for getting shit done is between 9 p.m. and 2 a.m. You see, right now, though, after 8 p.m., I'm already in my pajamas. I mean, you can be in your pajamas and get things done. No, I'm in my pajamas because Kate's upstairs putting Megan to bed. I'm stuck with Isaac until Isaac goes down, which could be like today where it's after That's why I prefaced it by saying if you didn't have to worry about kids. I didn't have to worry about kids. I don't know. you know, once it gets starts getting dark, I start going into hibernation mode. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm I'm definitely like most productive. That that is when I do my best coding work is between like nine and two p.m. to a.m. And it's just really unfortunate that my job does not support that habit. I yeah, I think I'm, it's the, I think it's the morning that mid morning. More power to you, man. Yeah. More power to you. Uh 
Cool. Should I should I quickly go through a bunch of these topics because we're already at oh, that point? Are we there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Hangouts is disappearing. Uh, Starcraft real two. This time. <laughs> Starcraft two is done with all new content. Okay. Uh, somebody is building a ocean transport vehicle. That's a sailboat. Ocean transport vehicle that is a sailboat. Yes. Like for what? Transporting seven thousand cars. Oh, so like a cargo ship. Yes, a cargo sails. ship, but it's a sailboat. Um, I mean, cargo ships throw a lot of coal into the, the air and water, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, the, like, the shipping industry, according to them, is responsible for around 2% of all energy-related carbon emissions across the whole world. Yeah, but like a sailboat yeah. is not going to go quite as fast, and that's... Cargo ships are big. Mm-hmm. How many sails does it have? Uh, five. It says a current vessel could do an Atlantic crossing in eight days. The sailboat is supposedly, when they build it, should be able to do the Atlantic crossing in 12 days. Assuming the wind is favorable? Well, the wind's always been favorable. I mean, for goodness sakes, we've been sailing ships across the Atlantic since the beginning of sailing. Uh, false. Very false. Andy, when when do you think sailing became a thing? I don't know, somewhere in the 1400s? Do, do you think, like, Christopher Columbus invented the sailboat? No, I know the Vikings already made it to North America. Okay, but, like, even beyond that, Andy, sailing has been a thing since Rome. I know, but... We've done sailboats across the Atlantic many, 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 many times. I feel like there's a whole... Oh, that yeah. is very different than saying that like, since the beginning of sailing. We've been sailing across the Atlantic for 500 years. Okay, yes. yes. We've been sailing across the Atlantic for 500 years. We've been sailing for like 2,000. Factor at 10, it's okay. Just an order of magnitude <laughs> off. <laughs> Whatever. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Sailboat, even if we go with, like, the multi-mast sailboat, what was the earliest multi-mast sailing boats? Spear mast, four mast, history. Yeah, Rome had two-masted triremes. The Renaissance had three masts, and that's around when you start getting into, like, the 1400s. Also, I take issue with calling these things sails. I'm looking at their video. I mean, they they are in the sense that they are catching the wind, but they are not made of canvas. They're just made of plastic, polymer, something. Carbon fiber or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. It's a great idea. I wait, like wait, it. wait, wait. No, no. These are sails because the America's Cup uses, if I remember correctly, they sales. used fixed sails now. Okay. I like their logo. That's pretty cool. I also feel like if you tip the boat on its side, it takes off like an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's the thing. Uh, I mean, um, other other I, news. I do worry about it because there's there's you know uh, hurricanes and things like that. Yeah. Could it really interfere with shipping? Um, uh, other okay. News. What else? Uh, Nokia is getting funded by NASA to build 4G cellular service on the moon. Sure. You want to talk about latency? <laughs> what's what is it it's there it's seconds right it's like three seconds three light seconds between the earth and the moon mm -hmm. so a six second round trip so yeah no nasa is paying nokia 14.1 sure. million dollars that doesn't reek of some level of corruption all right what else what else 
Um, let's see. Google can let you so- search for a song by humming, whistling, or singing. So if you got About that earwig, damn time. If you got that earwig in your ear and you don't know what song it is, you're like do 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 do. What is that song? Do, 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 do. Now Google can tell you. Yes, Google can tell you. I tested it out yesterday by um, humming the Tetris theme song because it was stuck in my head. Yeah. Do 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 do. Yeah. Do 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 do. I hummed it. Ninety-two percent. The top answer was ninety-two percent. I think this is the Tetris theme, and I'm like, mm-hmm. There we go. That's pretty effing crazy i know so um there's that one um people have learned to hack your model x by basically um flashing images on billboards for half a second to confuse the uh autopilot and causing your your vehicle to abruptly stop in the middle of the freeway (laughs) oh that's unfortunate oops that's what this phantom images one is? Yes, the previous revealed uh, that they could use split-second light projections on roads. To success, success, they've already proven that they can light projections on the road, but now they found that they can pull off the same trick with just a few frames of a road sign injected on a billboard's video. <laughs> that's, that's really bad. I wonder if you could get it to like drive a different way. <laughs> They managed to make a Tesla stop for a phantom pedestrian that appeared for a fraction of a second and tricked the mobile eye device into communicating the incorrect speed limit to the driver with a projected road sign. (laughs) Ah, that's going to be a mess for Tesla to figure out. Yes, because they also upgraded Tesla's most uh, most recent version of autopilot as HW3 and still could trick it. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh, the iPhone 12 was announced, but Woo! yeah, it's got fi- it's got 5G. So, Woo! way to go, guys! Yeah, Laura's getting the um, Pixel 5. Nice. Speaking of 5G, so I'll I'll be able to give a vicarious report about that. All right. Uh, and then a couple other little random weird topics. Facebook banned QAnon, of course, with the recap of section t- of uh, section two thirty. Who knows what that's going to look like? Mm-hmm. Foxconn is, you know, not living up to their end of the bargain. What? I know, what? shocking, you, isn't it? Are you serious that Foxconn was not on the level? Yeah. What? Yeah, I know. Uh, the the crazy part is Wisconsin may be asking for some of that money back. <laughs> Foxconn was supposed to have spent $3.3 billion on the project by the end of 2019 and said Foxconn had only spent about $300 million by the end of the year. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, if you paid them money and they're supposed to have spent it and they hadn't spent it. We would like that money back, please. Oh, somebody get Scott Walker and Donald Trump on the phone again. Yeah. Uh, and then random review. It's your review. Uh, my review. This week. I am reviewing the last bit of my homemade baby monitor plan. <laughs> yeah. So the first thing that I did was, you know, I reviewed the the Wise security cameras. Yes. And then I reviewed Tiny Camera Pro. Yes. Um, and the last little bit is the fact that I was looking for a um, a tablet to use as the monitor. Yes. And I had this LG tablet from many moons ago. Um, the problem was I had flashed custom OS on it to try and get it up to date because it's it was it, it, the last update for this thing was Android 7. Ooh, Reese's peanut butter cup. <laughs> Andy, focus. Sorry. 
Um, Android 7. Yeah, so I wanted something that, you know, could actually run the latest version of Tiny Cam Pro. Um, so I was messing around with a custom OS, trying to get it to work, trying to get it. it, it I had done something. I think I accidentally flashed over the recovery partition or something like that. So I couldn't get it back to any sort of stock thing to install Google Play Store. So I said, screw it. I'm going to go find myself a cheap Android tablet that has Google Play. Yeah. Because if I wanted a cheap Android tablet that didn't have Google Play, I would have gotten myself a Kindle Fire, hands down. But I wanted to find something else. So... It's like, what does Walmart have tablet-wise? And that's when I discovered the On ONN 10.1 Tablet Pro. It is a 10-inch tablet with, uh, I do believe, front and rear-facing cameras. Um, Android 10 on here. Okay. So it's not 11 yet, but it's still not 7. Um, 32 gigabytes of storage, 3 gigs of RAM. It's got a, what size is the, dis- well, it's, uh, what is the display for, um, they don't tell me the display, they give me the display size, it's a 10.1 inch, you know, size, but they don't give me the FHD display, what size is that? Oh, full high definition, 1920 by 1080, 1920 by 1080 display. 32 gigabytes of RAM. No, 3 gigabytes of RAM, 32 gigabytes of storage. Supposedly has a 10-hour battery life. So this is now my uh, monitor app slash YouTube and Netflix and Disney Plus tablet for Isaac. Okay. I was going to ask, like, because so you're using it more for more than just the the baby app, because otherwise I'd be like, so do you just, like, leave the app on and leave it, like, plugged in and set up against the wall or something? Um, well, this thing, and actually, the 10-hour battery life, normally, like, I've tried running this thing with the monitor on and the, you know, running connected to one of the cameras, and it's run a couple hours without really running down the battery, mm-hmm. but um, if I just run it in background audio mode, barely ticks a couple percentage off the battery overnight. That's pretty cool. Um <laughs> The one downside, though, is because since, you know, this is a Walmart exclusive, there are actually four buttons at the bottom of the screen. Mm-hmm. So you have your uh, your home button, your recent app button, your back button, and, and the your Walmart button. And your Walmart button. What, what does the Walmart button do? Walmart button opens up your favorite apps of Sam's Club, Walmart, Grocery, and Voodoo. I see. Did you have to sign up for like a Walmart account? No, no, I did not. I created, you know, another Gmail account specifically for this tablet. But the, the, the Walmart button is your favorite apps, and the four apps that you cannot get rid of from your favorite apps are Sam's Club, Walmart, Grocery, and Voodoo. Well, yeah, like that's how they're making money off of it. Yep. But it was a hundred and thirty bucks. I think I picked it up for a hundred and twenty at Walmart. <clears throat> nice. Uh, I went to Amazon and found a case for it, which took a sec because they've had a couple of versions of this tablet. So I had to find the right one to get all of you know, the cutouts in the right places. Do but, they not have different like um, model numbers? Not really. No. Okay, that sounds weird. Mm-hmm. So when I was on Amazon, I was like, okay, hey, you know, look for this one or look for this one. It's like, okay. So yeah, just in case you're wondering, the Samsung Galaxy A tablet, 32 gigabyte, 10 inch, 220 bucks. So 100 bucks less than the Samsung tablets. Yeah. I didn't look at the LG ones, but at this point it was like 120 bucks, you know. It's got Google Play. That's what I need. It's got a big, big screen when I, you know, want to turn it on and actually look to see what it's doing. Especially since it's 1080, I can stream the the wise cameras at 1080 to the tablet and it looks good. 
speakers are decent. Um, you know, they, they, they wake me up if Isaac screams. So good. <clears throat> it's a pretty good and pretty cheap laptop if you do not want to get yourself a Kindle Fire. If you're, you know, if you're okay with a Kindle Fire, then <laughs> by all means, get a Kindle Fire. That's the, the cheapest and best tablets out there. But, but you I mean, wanted something else. Yes. I needed I needed Google Play and I didn't want to go around messing with, you know, side loading the Google Play onto the Kindle and blah 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 blah. It's a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. So I was looking for something that was not a Kindle Fire. This is the, the best option that I saw out there. Okay. Very cool. So, yeah, hundred and hundred and twenty bucks is when I found it. Their website listed at hundred and twenty nine. I mean it's it's a hundred and twenty, you know, hundred and thirty bucks. You know, just stop buying Starbucks for a couple <laughs> couple of weeks <laughs> and it, it like it's it's pretty decent it's pretty snappy you know i haven't i haven't loaded it up to the gills and i haven't tried playing you know something really graphic intensive yeah but if all i'm doing is like you know just surfing the web yeah i just tapped chrome and boom already up and running nice you know yeah so you could it's perfect you know sitting on the couch surfing the web sort of tablet okay as long as you're okay with the Walmart. Yeah, as long as you're okay with the random Walmart button on there. Button, which is just so weird to me that there's a Walmart button. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't actually open a Walmart. Like I said, this is it's a Walmart button that opens up your favorite apps. So I could add other apps which, to there. Which but happen if, to be Walmart apps. Yeah. It's like, well, if I wanted to put my favorite apps on a screen, I'd just put it on the home screen. Right. I like mean, that's what the home screen's for. Yeah. <clears throat> so. All right. Uh, I believe that brings us to the random topic. Yes. The random topic rolled ahead of time. How many pancakes stacked up on top of each other would it take to reach the height of your roof? Now, the question I have on this one is, is this a freestanding structure or am I like impaling my pancakes on a spike in order to make a single stack that goes up to? Because otherwise you won't have the structural integrity. And so you'd need to do a um, like a pyramid style of pancakes, Mm -hmm. which actually there's there is some calculation. I don't remember what it's called for, like how tall you can get based on how wide a base, because it depends on, on like the object in question right because like if you're if you're piling sand up it has a natural height to base ratio mm-hmm. and so if you're doing that with pancakes, that's a very good idea a, a good question i suppose with pancakes is what is the structural integrity going on i huh can you read the question again how many pancakes stacked up on top of each other would it take to reach the height of your roof one if i start it above the roof <laughs> But if I have to start it at the base of the house, which I presume is what was intended with the question, um, yeah, God, without a support structure, like just oh. a pile of pancakes, is that really stacking at that point? <laughs> Rather than just throwing them onto a big pile, right? Like stacking, a mound I feel like of there's pancakes? a mound of pancakes. I would not call that a stack, right? Okay, so we actually did pancakes earlier this week again because Isaac yep. asked for them. So sure, why not? They're delicious. Yep. And I, I did, I did eleven. No, I did I, yeah, I did eleven pancakes, and it was about. Let's see, that's well, that's go, go ahead. six inches. Hold on, I'm, hold on, I'm pulling out a dollar bill. Dollar bill's technically about. It's a little bit longer than six inches tall. So I'll say, I'll say, pancakes themselves are, I'd say, about a quarter inch thick. The way I cook them. Okay. 
So <laughs> the uh, we're in a. Also, is this to like the lowest point on the roof or the highest point on the roof? When it says to reach the height of your roof, I'm thinking right at the gutter. Okay, so like the top of the first floor. Well, because I, a... I have a part of my roof that extends out that way. Aha! Oh yeah, yeah. I got the back part here. That's only one story. So that right. would be ten feet. So I mean, call it probably 12. I'd even call mine probably like 14 because like it's from the base of the ground, which is not the base of the house. Mm -hmm. So quarter inch. So call it four per inch. So Mm -hmm. 48 per foot. So 48 times 12 is about 600. And okay, so now I'm just curious, how much pancake batter would you need for that? Well, hang on, hang on. So here's the problem. We can say we can ballpark and say about 600 stacked on top of each other. If you had some sort of container to keep that stack solid and and not tipping over. Right. Yeah. But pancakes are compressible. Are they not? They, they are compressible, but not a lot. But would the bottom pancake that has 600 pancakes on top of it not compress a little bit? Don't you think it might squish and squash? Maybe, probably. And at, at some point you reach like a critical amount where you no longer have a pancake at the bottom. You have a mess of cooked pancake batter. Okay, okay, here we go, here we go. New idea, new idea. So, Eggos. Yeah. They're waffles. Are not pancakes. No, no. But they do make frozen pancakes. Oh, if you freeze them, they wouldn't be very compressible. No, yeah, you freeze them. They're, those things... <laughs> those are Frisbees. Yeah. And 600 of them probably wouldn't be that much to compress them. So you get Andy, 600... what I need you, get, you to do... Buy 600 frozen pancakes? Nope, nope. I need you to make 650 frozen pancakes. Okay. So, okay, so making a dozen pancakes takes me... Uh, is it one or... Yeah, one and a half cups of pancake batter and one cup of water makes me about a dozen pancakes. So, 600 pancakes divided by a dozen... 50, 50 dozens times by... 50 cups of water. 50 cups of water. Uh, I'm just thinking of pancake batter. How many boxes of pancake batter will I have to buy in order I mean, to make... at that point, you don't buy boxes of pancake batter. You buy, like, flour. You, you, yeah, you go, to, you go to Costco and get those big... Just buy, 50, a, like, the 50-pound yeah, 50 50 bag. bag of flour. Yeah, and I, re- I need 50-pound bags of flour, though. Just okay, so 50 of those, cup and a half, cup and 10.5, 75 cups... Oh, I'd have to go find the box. I was going to try and do cups of measurement to weight to figure out. You shouldn't with flour, because one's volume, one's mass, and flour is is very um, imprecise in its volume. Yeah, that's true. I was just going to look at the box, though, and the box tells me volume and weight on yeah, the box. Yeah, but it's, a, it, it's never correct. You shouldn't be measuring your flour in, in cups, is my point. I know, yes. You, if you're actually doing actual baking, weight is what you should go by. Says Says the guy who adds baking powder to his pancakes and waffles by just, like, shaking the can over the batter. I do that when I do, um... What was I doing? Uh, penne. I was doing our, our penne Alfredo. Yeah. And it always asks for... Like, I hope you weren't using baking powder for that. No, 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 no. What I... What, okay. Uh, <laughs> 
they they asked for a quarter um, a quarter teaspoon of pepper. Yeah. But I've got the pepper grinder right there, and I'd rather you you know grind some fresh pepper. Yeah. Than you know. Okay, but doing that with pepper versus doing that with baking soda and baking powder are two very different things. I know, but what I do is I literally just grind it on on the thing there, and I just kind of do a couple of circles around the pan. I'm like, all right, yeah. that's enough. Yeah. Well, it's always salt and pepper to taste. Yeah. Like, that's, there There should never be a, like, use this much pepper for, for a recipe like that. Like, that is always salt and pepper to taste. Anyway, I think it's time for you to go to bed, sir. Yeah, that probably would be nice. That would, would you be like nice. to do the honors? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should probably uh, say that uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.